Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Gene Ginsberg here. Welcome to another excellent episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg. And of course, today we have a very special guest, Yaron. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is fantastic. I'm very excited to jump in. So, first question I'd like to ask our guests is just to give us some context. Uh, tell us about your background. Um. Quick background, I um, I actually am a bi- biomedical engineer by education. Uh, I worked uh, most of my professional life before Salesforce at least uh, in um, pharma marketing. Uh, first from the, um, like uh, in a pharma company and afterwards helping pharma companies, mostly helping them to become more digital. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was already uh, building websites for other people. I thought that was going to be my career. Um, but I sort of, at that point, it was a bit my career, um, like building websites, building out full, um, full, full blown, uh, campaigns. I always knew I wanted to start my own company. I had a bunch of projects, uh, most of them failed and you could say Salesforce is the first time it actually, uh, it's actually succeeding. Great. Well, so much to unpack there, right? I mean, having a career that's completely different from what you're doing, that's interesting to hear. But also, um, tell us about your previous businesses, because I've had a similar experience. I've had a few businesses before my current one, which didn't work out, failed, you know, just didn't get uh, the revenues that I needed them to be or that I wanted them to be. So tell us a little bit about some of the businesses you had before Salesflare. Oh yeah, uh, it's 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 a lot of the common mistakes. I would say that the, the first one was um, was when I was a teenager was, was starting to build websites for other people. It was it, it didn't really become a business. It was more like a hobby, and I got and I got paid now and then and all that. Um, then I um, I went into the that's still as a student um, selling cell phones. Like I would buy cell phones and. In Germany and the UK, and I would resell them in Belgium mostly um, on different sites. And it was just very, very hard to scale. A lot of handling needed. It's just mm-hmm. this, the margins were okay, but I, I, I wouldn't have been able to make a, a decent living of it. As a student, it was fun. I had some extra money, but um, then um, actual businesses, I um, started an a solution for doctors at some point that enabled them to stay on top of the latest research. Um, the issue there was that I couldn't directly charge the doctors and I was planning to have a whole ads model uh, there, but that's very hard to pull off if you don't have uh, investment money first. Um, and I, it was very difficult to convince other people to work on it with me. So in the end, uh, in the absence of a, of a short-term business model, uh, I failed. Um, after that, I was sort of, uh, at the moment that I was frustrated with the previous business, I started 
um, not really a business. It was more like a blog uh, to help you uh, get ready for the World Cup in Brazil. Um, my wife is Brazilian, so she helped me a bit with that. Uh, we basically explained if you're going to go to the World Cup, you can visit Brazil and it works like this. Uh, you can stay in these places, you can combine these things and uh, this kind of stuff. Uh, that was uh, done because the World Cup in Brazil, as soon as that was finished, the website was finished, basically. Nobody would come right. to it anymore. Yeah. So it was uh, yeah, a bit, a bit uh, naive uh, at that point. Um, then I started a business with some other people at, at a startup weekend. Uh, it was around healthcare also. Um, we started uh, a company that helped nurses uh, to easier follow up their uh, patients that had a pacemaker. Like normally you need to go into lots of different portals because they all have different brands and then try to keep the overview and we made something that brings it all in one place. That was just really hard after the startup weekend, you know, you were, you're a bunch of guys uh, at a startup weekend and you win the startup weekend and that's all fun. Um, and we actually, right after that, we got uh, funding, um, but then it, it didn't seem to go anywhere because we were all people with jobs. We didn't really know each other. It's not like there was this really group feeling or something. Um, in the end, I, I, uh, I just went out of that business. It is still a business actually nowadays and it raised a lot of funding by now. Um, but at that moment, it was, it was just going nowhere. Um, and then the next one is Salesflare. Now there's still another business in between, which is where, uh, where we actually started Salesflare. I joined uh, my co-founder and uh, another guy on um, a software business, which was BI software. There, it was, it was an interesting business, uh, just from my persp perspective, maybe a bit boring, um, but it was working well. Um, that's maybe another learning. If you, if you do something, make sure it's something you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's, it's very hard to sustain it. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, well a number of businesses, but good to interesting to hear that because I think often entrepreneurs think that oh I'm going to start a business and uh, you know it's going to be successful and usually that's not the case. It's usually you have a few that's failed what I businesses. Thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so too in the beginning. Yeah, and then you have yeah. and it turns out you have a few failed businesses. You learn a lot of things during those failed businesses. They're not a waste. They're actually learning experiences. But then. You know, and then after maybe a few, then you realize, okay, these are the things I need to be doing, you know, and these are the things that I need to be working on in order to have a more successful business. So, so yeah, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that because I think we don't, as a, an entrepreneurial community, a lot of times we don't talk about the failings, the failures that we experience, yeah. but it's, you know, a lot of times it's so important to discuss it because so many people want to start a business, but then think that, oh, it's going to be so easy. Uh, that's not really the case at all. I thought it was going to be easy too when I first started. Um, mm. So tell me, tell me about Salesflare. What's uh, the business all about? Uh, yeah, we basically fix CRM. Like um, to make a long story short, when we were working on that uh, software company, we had a lot of leads we had to follow up and the sales cycles were pretty long. So uh, from meeting someone to them buying was a lot of follow-up and we had to organize that somehow. And we found that all the CRMs we tried um, didn't really help us. 
not because they were not nice software or something. It's just that we couldn't keep up with them. Like they always seem to come with this um, expectation, uh, which was pretty high on us. Uh, it was like, you are going to fill out the system perfectly and diligently. Every single thing you do, you're going to put in there. Every person you meet, you know, a new person is copied into an email. You put that person in a CRM. There's, you see an email signature, like I have their phone number, you put in the CRM. And if you do all these things really, really well, then the system is going to help you um, because you can see all the things you've been doing. You can see all the data. You can organize yourself. If you don't, um, then it uh, very quickly goes into this spiral um, where um, you don't fill out everything. The system is not entirely useful. So you fill out less and then at some point you just stop using it uh, and you fall back to some kind of uh, primitive sheet that doesn't even allow you to track communication in a proper way or so. Uh, but just it's the only thing you can keep up with, right? So at some point we were really frustrated about that. And we saw that actually the data we were filling out in these CRMs was data that was already somewhere else. And then we figured like, why don't we build a system that pulls the data from all the places where it already is, brings it together for you. You can easily curate it. And then uh, it's super easy to do your follow-up. Um, so Salesforce connects to your emails where it extracts all kinds of stuff like the emails, obviously, uh, but email signatures, new people you're in touch with. Um, email tracking, all those kind of things, um, to your calendar, similar things, your phone, social media, company databases, uh, web tracking is also integrated with the email tracking. Um, and then it just works, like you're, you're, you're much less dependent on your own data input. That's what the system does. Um, and you can, you can use the, the software to organize yourself. Wow, so the, a kind of a newer type of CRM. So how is it different from like a Salesforce or just your typical run-of-the-mill CRM? This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. Uh, yeah, like a Salesforce is, is even an, another thing in the sense that Salesforce is like this enterprise CRM, which is essentially built for organizations, not really for end users, you could mm -hmm. say. Um, if an organization wants to build out their own software almost, like it's, it's completely customized to them, then Salesforce is a great solution. Um, for small and medium-sized businesses, there's uh, better things than Salesforce. Uh, Salesforce is, is not, a, not a great fit at that moment. Then you're probably... Uh, you probably find HubSpot or something. Mm -hmm. Now we make it much, much easier uh, compared to, for instance, HubSpot um, to do your follow-up. Uh, HubSpot is, is, is in essence a manual system in which they do pull in some things automatically, but it's not built from the ground up to be something automated. Uh, so it, it, it works differently. It, it does the same things, but in a different way. 
Um, and if you if you try the two systems next to each other, you'll see that in Salesforce it's super easy to uh, keep it all up to date. And in HubSpot is it's more of a more of a drag. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, and it's good to hear this because I I use a CRM as well, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners who are listening here use some sort of CRM or some sort of system to keep all your contacts in one place. And the follow up is definitely a challenge. I mean, I do that every week. Um, I have a list of people that I need to follow up with, uh, mm. and it's. Uh, organizing it you know and getting it all set up uh is is definitely a challenge so this is potentially a good way to solve for that problem right i mean these are good problems to solve right because as as a business so follow-up is a big part of creating sales right for for your own definitely. company so yeah. um, we have customers for instance that i know of one customer there they're just uh, three salespeople. Um, and they make a million more per year just with better follow-up now, they told me. Yeah. So uh, it's a, it can make a really big difference because there's so many things that you just don't even see that you're not following up. Uh, just It just slips and it's right. it's gone. Uh, it's as if your your mailbox keeps keeps filling up and you you you, you don't go back at any point. Or, or you, you, you send an email and then just completely yeah. forget that this person exists. Yes. And then I actually have done that where I would go back to my old contacts and I was like, I never followed up with that person. Like this would be three years later, obviously not everybody yeah. I would follow up with, the, you know, now, but it's just, yeah, that happens all the time where you like, you have a lead, you you respond, but then maybe they don't respond back. And then, and then you never tag them or you never put them in your CRM and you just kind of forgot about them. And then three years later, you're like, oh, I, <laughs> there was that lead. <laughs> I didn't follow, yeah. didn't, didn't like continuously follow up with them. So um, yeah, I can certainly say that one of my, the ways I was able to grow my business just even organically has been, uh, has been to just follow up, like have a consistent strategy for following up with leads. Um, and that, that increased just a, a big part of my business just by doing something very small, not even going out and finding new leads, just following up yeah. with current or old leads uh, that potentially could be a good business um, client or, you know, good, good business fit. So, um, so what kind of businesses do you work with typically? Are they typically small? Businesses? They're typically uh, small or medium sized. Uh, like I said, the really big ones, like something like Salesforce is a better fit. Uh, but not for the smaller, medium-sized ones. They, they really look for something that actually helps them with the basic things like following up. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't need to have something that organizes their organization internally. Right. It's more about the, the relationships they're managing. Um, it's mostly agencies on our software. Uh -huh. So think um, digital marketing agencies like, uh, like yourself. Uh, we have a ton of them on the software. Um, software development companies, um, consulting, and all kinds of types of consulting from uh, companies who, who guide other companies how to be more sustainable to management consulting. Uh, and then on the other end, we also have a lot of tech companies on the software. This is from uh, SaaS companies like, like, like ourselves, uh, mm -hmm. software as a service, uh, to telecom companies, for instance. Right. All of that. Okay. Wow. So lots of different verticals. Um, so switching gears here a little bit. So of course we had uh, a very big pandemic in the world over the last year, year and a half. How has that changed your business or maybe it hasn't changed your business. So do you want to share um, 
you know, what's been going on for you guys? Uh, has COVID been helpful, not helpful? Maybe, maybe it hasn't changed at all. Um, it didn't change that much in the way we uh, are in touch with customers. Like we, um, we are in Belgium, but most of our market is in the US. Most of our mm -hmm. customers are there. Um, in the UK, we also have quite some. Uh, and in 70 other countries, I think. Um, so they're a bit all over the world. I don't drive to customers. We mm -hmm. have, uh, if we have meetings, it's Zoom meetings. Uh, we have uh, chat, phone, uh, email support, all those kind of things. You don't need to be there with them. Uh, so for us, we've always been remote in that way. Um, during COVID, though, we were also remote uh, internally. Uh, we, then that was a change because we were used to all being in the same room. Mm -hmm. um, and we sort of relied on that a little uh, for our communication. We had to, especially in the, in the first months of the, of the pandemic, we had to systematize a lot of our communication so that it flowed, yeah, much more systematically um, through uh, through software, obviously, uh, uh, through uh, Google Docs and Slack and a combination of that. But it was mostly about um, the processes there to make sure that everybody uh, stand on the same page. Uh, they have to change a bunch of things. Maybe one basic thing I can... Um, shares at the end of each meeting we try to limit the amount of people in a meeting because we see that if if most meetings if they go over three people uh then the rest of the people are just sitting there yeah. disengaged because it's hard to have a uh, like a, a, a discussion with more than three especially over zoom or so so we keep our our meetings very small but then everybody else it's good if they're also up to date on what, what was discussed so we always have this meeting document where we um, where we have every single thing we discussed and, and decided in there, sort of bullet point format. But at the end of each meeting, uh, we don't expect that people are going to read the whole document. That, that's never going to happen. So we take 10 minutes or so uh, to think through what is it that everyone else who was not in this meeting should know about all what, what we discussed here. Like the highlights. Yeah, we, we call it announcements. Highlights is a good name. Yeah. Um, and that then links up to the full document if they want to read further. Uh, but we, we put that in Slack. Everybody reads it and, you know, you're up to date. So. Yeah, so just like the, the bullet points of the main things that were discussed. So that's, yeah. a good, that's a good point. Yeah, so you don't necessarily have to have everybody in the meeting, but you might want to share, yeah, like the main things that were discussed. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a good point um, for small businesses, right? <laughs> Especially now that every, a, lot of people, a lot of small businesses aren't working remotely. Uh, maybe they weren't before. And so how do you manage meetings, right? Um, that's a good way of uh, describing it. So... This has been a great conversation. I always like to ask a last question, which is kind of a, a wild card. Um, what is your prediction for the industry? And that's a very open-ended question. It could be specifically your industry, like maybe SaaS, or it could be self-driving cars, robotics, uh, going to Mars, uh, you, whatever's top of mind for you, uh, feel free to speak freely. <laughs> uh, that's a lot, a lot of topics. I'll, I'll keep it to uh, CRMs perhaps. Sure. Um, I think CRMs are going to become more and more sales tools where uh, people maybe think, think of them still as databases uh, because many of them are still systems in which you just essentially put some info and then uh, it might help you or so. It really becomes 
um, a sales system. You, you organize yourself through it. You can communicate through it. You automate uh, relationships through it. You report on these. Uh, and um, I see that um, a lot of sales tools that we have separately from a CRM now are going to become part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll all sort of get absorbed there. Um, and then the next level is going to be there um, that on top of all that data and because everything is there and it's connected. Um, and because there's so much more data, if you if you automate a lot of it, then, then the next step is AI, um, where everything starts becoming more intelligent. Okay. And in the end, uh, if you want a, a wild uh, sort of a prediction uh, as a salesperson, you'll only be talking to the customer and the CRM will take care of all the rest. It will say this is what the meeting was about. Uh, it's going to follow up for you. And I, you know, the whole thing will happen for you. It's just you need to apply your empathy as a salesperson and the software will, will do the rest. I, I wish that that's where that's going to be all going because I, I, I want the software to follow up for me. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, that's pretty exciting uh, prediction. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I love automation. So uh, great. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, last question is how can our audiences get in touch with you? Uh, if you want to know more about Salesflare, uh, salesflare.com, that's F-L-A-R-E. Uh, you can read about the software. You can actually see it. If you click try it free, uh, you can see the walkthrough and then you can decide to make an account or not. Uh, we have also have a lot of tips on the blog uh, about sales and sometimes marketing and startup funding and uh, definitely have a look there. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, LinkedIn is the best place. Um, just type my name. You can't miss. There's only one person with my exact name. Uh, but if you connect with me, please do include a personal uh, message. Um, I do get a lot of uh, spammy connection requests every day. So if, if that doesn't have a personal message, I don't know what it's about and I'll just assume spam. But if you do include one, uh, I'll certainly get uh, in touch with you and we can have a chat. Excellent. Thanks so much, Jeroen from Salesforce. Great conversation. I uh, love talking about SaaS and technology and I'm sure this is very helpful for our audience. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. This was fun.